Hello and welcome to Let's Get Global, where we connect you to global business knowledge today. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Sabrina Morfin. Sabrina is a junior account manager of luxury and premium brands at Aqua Creative Studio. Sabrina, how are you? Lovely to have you here with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, be talking to you guys and to like reconnect with Tecnologico de Monterrey. I really miss my student days, so I'm, I'm very happy to share with you guys like anything you want to, to know about uh, my career. Oh, thank you. We're happy to have you here too. Um, for, uh, for those of you, a uh, fun fact uh, that think that we're probably like just talking side by side or close by, she is actually, I'm in Mexico right now. Uh, it's 10 a.m. And she's in France right now. She, it's like eight hours ahead of us. And yeah, very interesting. You know, the time uh, zones, <laughs> quite a thing to organize ourselves. But here we are. Uh, so just a, li uh, a little background to some of our listeners who don't know Sabina. She is a former international business student. She did a master's in international luxury and brand management. She worked in digital marketing, where she managed ad campaigns and social media for different companies. She worked as an international business consultant at Baker Tilly, Mexico. She was a marketing assistant at Tendenza and Montblanc. And of course, right now, she is currently working at Accor Creative Studio, a creative agency within the Accor Hotel Group that is responsible for every creative project of the group and its brands, you know, publicity, visual identity, brand image, and positioning. Well, Sabrina, it is a pleasure, like I said, having you here with us. And as you know, this podcast is going to be about, you know, your, your journey, your student experience, the start of the working experience. How has it been for you throughout your journey? We're going to be elaborating on things such as, you know, get to know you, who you are, what are you doing right now? A brief recap on, you know, your school experience, your student council, student groups, congress, etc. We are going to talk about your beginning uh, and the involvement of you working with luxury brands and also uh, some tips you might give us, no? So um, right now, uh, as you know, we're going to have some guiding questions. So what do you say we start with the first question, you know, the introductory question? Is that all right? Yeah, sure, sure. Awesome. Go ahead. Great. So how would you describe your transition from the academic life to the professional and working environment? So I, um, it's very different, uh, you know, being studying in like, working and I, I think we don't realize that I remember that I was those type of students like oh I, I want like school to finish I just want to work already you know but now that I'm only working <laughs> it's yeah. it's also hard and it also has you know it's ups and downs and I do miss the student life so it's been kind of uh, also very different to try to uh, adapt to the working environment right now with COVID I had to start uh, working right now with like without meeting my team. Everything is via Teams. <laughs> right. Um, no office. In, I'm just like in my apartment working. So it's been a kind of complicated. But I think that um, like my team has been very great about it. So we've been able to kind of like adjust, and they're making me feel like very welcomed. But I I started working uh, since like I was in fourth in the fourth semester mm -hmm. so I've been kind of used to um like working for a long time now but um nice. you guys that are still studying just enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> if you can start uh gaining experience it's very very important I think it's one of the most important things like um that you can gain uh on your like cv and on your experience to get like the job you want as soon as you graduate but really enjoy as as much as you can your student days yeah you're 
Totally right. And trying to like connect with the little uh, thing you said about the gaining experience and how you worked uh, since fourth semester. I actually had that tip too. Uh, a lot of people told me that. And recently, like just like you, I started working while studying my professional practices or, you know, my professional internship um, in a company. And like you, I started online and I haven't met my team personally, like physically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was driving here in Monterrey in Mexico and I saw because they came from Brazil and uh, they were staying at this hotel and I passed by the hotel and I saw my, my, uh, my boss, but I oh, couldn't no see way. how, like, I just waved at him like, hi, like, but uh, it's, uh, it's all through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's all through the screen. I haven't met anybody and it's all through teams and it's really weird, but it's the, the new normal now. So it's, yeah, it's like you said, it's pretty interesting yeah, what we're living like today. Yeah, it's a different way to adapt. And I mean, yes. I guess like not going to the office gives you a little extra time to do like more things, like not being stuck in traffic and stuff. Yeah. But still, <laughs> um, it's complicated. Yeah, definitely. All right, Sabrina. So I know you're uh, an international business student. So am I. And there is this belief that if you study one major, particularly international business, you're only going to end up in that area. You're only going to end up in supply chain. You're only going to get end up in negotiations or trade. Or how has it been for you? Do you think you uh, the, how do you feel about this uh, major? Do you think it's the wild card it is? You can go anywhere you want. How do you feel about this uh, major? So I actually started studying international business because, in fact, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know, like, my passion and anything. I just knew that I wanted to be at some point in an international company doing who knows what. But um, when I started, like, uh, having more, uh, like, insights on the, on, like, the career and, you know, the, the different courses that you have, it's very, very broad. Like, you get to see marketing, uh, you get to see... Uh, more like uh, customs and imports and exports. You get to see negotiation. You get to see uh, business strategy. So it's really, really broad. But I think it gi it gives you all the tools you need to be in an international company. It can be either in strategy. It can be on um, uh, accounting, like managing account, like uh, uh, managing accounts. Um, it can be on international marketing strategy. Um, so. Uh, that the myth of if you study this, you're going to stay this for all your life. It's not true <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think that also my recommendation for you guys to start working uh, since you're like starting your, your uh, career is because this is the time you get to explore. So this is the time you get to, um, if you are first interested in imports, exports, etc., like I was, I started working at this consulting company and I did everything from logistics to auditing to, um, you know, like, like managing imports, exports and etc. And really in these two years, I really liked it, but that's when I decided that was not my path. So I appreciated like this two years experience because it gave me a lot. And um, I also knew that this was not the path for me. So that's when I started exploring different opportunities for, uh, someone that was going to graduate on my, by, like with my degree mm -hmm. and it's completely possible. So I think it, it helped me a lot to try to like try it before and then still have some time to uh, explore all the things that I liked. And that's why I started uh, working as like digital marketer. I started first on my own. 
So guys, you can do this. You can like just book, uh, like look for courses online. You can look for different, um, you know, schools that offer some things online or just like through YouTube or anything. And you can start your own thing based on uh, your passions. And this type of experience is the things that the company that will hire you in the future are going to look for. Not totally. like the, the, you know, like the title international business is so broad that if you come with a background of like something you're very interested in, like very specific, this is like the, the, like the place or the department that you can get into. Totally. And like you said, I've like, yeah, I've, I've had experiences in working in certain areas that I feel like haven't been for me particularly. And it's like when you, you know, grow older and older and older, you start to feel what you're good at and you, you get to explore through a lot of jobs or a lot of ways. There's also student groups and councils. And I was going to ask you if like maybe because we're in student groups that, that we might get a certain role and then in another group we get another role like finance and then content or whatever. And I feel like that in a way is a, a, a way for you to know as well what what you think you're good at. So I wanted to ask you, were you involved in any student groups, any student councils, any other student experience that you feel helped you uh, in getting where you are right now or getting, getting the knowledge, like you said, what you're good at uh, right now? Yeah, um, so I was very close to the honors uh, international career like uh, environment. Um, so all my friends were mostly from different um, careers. So we were like marketing, accounting, finance, and like me, international business. And I was never like always, you know, in, in groups or student groups or events. Like I try to go to a lot of them, but I was I didn't have the time to be in student groups. But I highly recommend it. Like I've seen like a lot of friends that were in student groups all her life, older like uh, student lives. And it's amazing the type of, you know, relationships, networking and things they can learn. Right now, my roomie was part of uh, like one of the, the biggest groups, student groups in, in the tech. And thanks to that, she's getting a lot of uh, job interviews here in, in, in Paris. So it's definitely and more if it comes from tech, which is a very big institution. It's definitely uh, relevant if you can add this to your CV. So I highly recommend it. In my case, I, I was not able to uh, join as much as I could, but I did have a lot of insights from my friends that were also from marketing and other um, careers. And this is why I, I decided to explore more. Like I, I heard like the things they were doing in their groups or working within the Tecnologico de Monterrey, like for social media and stuff. And that's how I started to be interested. So it's also good to be open, talk to other careers. I know that at least uh, international business, our career is very, very close. We always tend to be like within our same group and like go everywhere together, but like be very open and discuss and talk to, to people that are studying different things to explore. Yeah, yeah you're to totally right. Totally right. Um, saying how we are all just like uh, one big group. And uh, I feel like for me, I've had a lot of uh, experience with, I have a lot of, uh, I know a lot of people in the major that have these interests very like wide. And you, you, you know that we're all studying international business, but you know that a certain person is more uh, oriented towards something and, and you feel like that you see people do that. And I personally, I, I study international business, like, you know, but I love marketing. I love marketing as well. And uh, right now I am taking courses in marketing, you know, I have this intellig uh, business intelligence, international business mm -hmm. intelligence. I've had marketing courses throughout my career, my 
program. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you think that there were any classes, courses during your uh, career, your program that helped you under, like know that, okay, this is my thing? Um, so I remember, um, so the name of this uh, uh, class was, I'm going to say in Spanish because I don't know the name yeah. in English, but uh, it was Empresa, Cultura y Negocios. Right, right, right. Yeah, like that. exactly that one. Yeah, I know <laughs> It what was you like mean. first semester, so I don't remember the name, but I remember it was with Adrián. Right, and, I had um, that too. Yes, <laughs> it was very great. But like from that moment on, I feel like this is more the path that I wanted to follow, you know, like how international companies have different strategies uh, if they wanted to expand to other countries, uh, what type of uh, processes they needed to follow, what type of local adaptations, what type of image changes they needed to do, what type of uh, communication changes they needed to do to like for every type of uh, region or country. So this for me was very interesting. The the I, I remember the project, the final project, it was to try to sell uh, an inter, uh, like a Mexican product or something like that to another country and do like all this analysis behind. Yeah. I before I knew <laughs> that I was gonna do my master's in luxury brand management, uh, before I even knew that was even possible or a thing. That uh, I remember in that in that class, uh, the thing that I chose was luxury Mexican chocolate. So I think that okay. I, yeah, and I, I was like me five years ago, I was really not aware that that was like a, a specific path that I could follow sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that I remember like since then, I'm very interested in uh, this, this industry. So I enjoyed the, the all the process behind, you know, like doing this, like, because at the end of the day, it's like marketing research and like consumer research, consumer behavior in different countries. And this is super, super close to marketing. Like this is something marketers yeah. do all the time. And us as international business uh, students, we also are very close to that. So exactly. it's definitely not like our, our careers are not like very separated at the end. We're very close to each other on, on what on what we do every day. Yeah, we're like within the same family. We're like cousins, marketing and international yeah. business. We <laughs> see, I remember that course perfectly. Like you, uh, I had the same professor, the same, like the same project and all that. And I, it was really interesting for me because it's like this first approach into international business, but in the way that you see everything internationally, that you see finance internationally, you see marketing internationally. And it's like this way for you to like gain knowledge and how international business works and know that it's not just particularly one thing. I, I love that class as well. It, it sparked my joy for international business and all this research that you have to do. Because it, it was really interesting. I remember this analysis that we did for choosing countries. And now I, I'm applying it in further courses in this international business intelligence, which is marketing research. I love it. It's really interesting how, how you connect your knowledge from courses all the way down to first semester. I'm in my eighth semester right now. So yeah, it's it's been a while now. Uh, I don't, I, I remember my, the first semester, so I'm, I still get nostalgic, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm still learning uh, every <laughs> now and then. So, I've had bad. people to, I've had people like mentors to help me out. And I wanted to ask you that too, because, you know, your, your career has been great and you know where you are right now. It's amazing. Uh, and I, I wish I could get there one day. And I was wondering if you've had any mentors, any guidance from people. Uh, do you consider you uh, you had teachers involved in your professional career that supported you? Or how do you feel about that? So um, I do feel it's completely um, 
I mean, this is very like, you know, personal and like your mentors, like it can be like both my parents that they have supported me all that always like to just like dream, you know, like yeah. that's the only thing that they have like really taught me. Like if you want to do this, like there is a chance that you are, you are going to be able to do it. So just try it, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember before uh, doing, uh, before joining like the Tec de Monterrey, Campus Monterrey, I, I'm from León, Guanajuato. Okay. Um, FYI. <laughs> Got so <laughs> I was actually going to stay in León, Guanajuato to study, but I didn't want to. Um, I wanted to go to Tecnológico Monterrey and join the honors program as well. So when I did my um, my my admission examen, my examen mm -hmm. admission, sorry. That one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, I didn't even ask my parents. I just put Campus Monterrey and uh, like the, the yeah, I know, yeah. It was crazy. Like my, my friends didn't know I was not going to be able to go there if I didn't get like the scholarship. And that was like the only chance to get the scholarship. Like that was the last date to like apply for a scholarship. And I just, oh, you know, played with it and I put it and I did it. And at the end, I just told my parents like, hey, guess what? Like, <laughs> guess what? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only in Monterrey. So I guess I'm going to have to go. But they were always very supportive for me. So for me, they're like, My mom is a like personal coach and she's like always supporting me in this, like in my dreams. My, my dad has been mentoring me a lot on like how to, you know, have this motivation for achieve your dreams and everything. Um, from the Tec de Monterrey, uh, really Adrián, I think he has been like very close to my journey. He was like part of it all. Like me, since like the first semester of my career, uh, telling him that I was part of honors, that I wanted to do like an international program he helped me all the way from like my first semester until I got in I actually yeah. uh, was gonna do a master's in global business management and oh, wow. like the last like yeah I, I was already like uh, accepted in the program and everything and just like last minute I had like this you know um, feeling of no like I really want to try the luxury thing because my thought was the same like okay, I'm already in international business, you know, like luxury is going to be like too specific. In Mexico, there's not a lot of luxury. So I don't want to like go into very specific. So at the end, um, I think I, I talked to Adrian and my, my parents as well. And they were like, you know what, go ahead and try it. You're already going to do like a, a huge step. So just like go all, you know, go big or go home. Yeah. Go and I did in. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I did it like last minute I changed um I changed that so um I think as for mentors I really think that you can just find this little like cues that life sends you with like every person that you meet you just really need to listen and to be open with them to like get knowledge from like the, the closest person for you yeah Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I feel like I share that a thought as well. Uh, the best support we can get is the people that surround us, especially starting with the family. And then, you know, our teachers, our professors like Adrian, he's always been there for me for a lot of people. I know that. And that's great. But also, yeah, I feel like every person is here for a reason. And maybe they uh, pushed you into not pushed you, but like guided you, oriented you to the path you're on right now. So maybe it's all for a reason, like you changed your mind at the last minute, yeah. maybe it was meant to be and you're doing great. So it was meant to be. And that's amazing. Yeah, um, 
I feel like I want that to happen to me. And we all want that to happen to, to us. I feel like, yeah, it's what we want, but uh, we have to be aware of what's going on and listen and observe to, or in order to get to where we want, right? Of yeah, course, and it's I not feel just that at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, you really need to listen to your heart. And um, like those small ideas that you feel like on the inside that you want to do, just do them. Um, like, because those are the things that, you know, that you are like, like really like and want and like, not, you're not going to do them just because it's the way it's supposed to be. Like, for example, me, I could have just stayed at the consultancy company and just like stayed at like, we as international business students are supposed to do, which is imports and exports and blah, blah. But like those small, like, um, things, messages that your heart sends to you, I think that it's really important to listen to them and just go for it and try it because like this is the age that you guys get to try and to mess up and to start again i mean this is once you start working it's all literally like just the the path gets like a little bit smaller and you know like more automatic so right now i think it's your chance to just like really if you feel like doing something just go ahead and try it i mean there's nothing you can lose at this age Totally. Yeah. Explore, explore. And if you fail, don't worry, you'll get up and you'll go on. That's something I totally agree with. And this is uh, the next question is a personal question of mine. Like I said at the beginning, I enjoy marketing. I, I like it. You know, uh, I didn't study marketing because I found this love for international business, but I still love marketing as well. So knowing that you have a lot of experience in the marketing field and I'm international business and you are an international business student, too. What tips could you give me in order to find a common ground in international business and marketing? So I think the most important thing um, is to find a place in marketing, but where you can get to, where you get to work with international companies. Why? Because this is where they're going to really appreciate your background. Um, so you can like tell them like, hey, I've, I know how to do like international research. I know how to like spot international business opportunities i know like like the slight changes and like things that you need to pay attention to if you want to deliver this same product to another country and this is like things that international marketers do but that we also do so i think um that you can use these tools uh for you to like explain how you can be of value to a, a marketing team you know right. because at the end um a lot of the marketing part it's very strategic and very also like numeric and stuff. And those things we can definitely do. And sometimes right. we have like more specific information uh, in this context that some marketers do. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you like uh, international companies and stuff and you also like marketing, I think like being behind the marketing strategy of like internationalizing a product, that's that's a very good way to start. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that tip. Uh, I'll start paying more attention in my classes and like focusing on how I can, like you said, we focus, we're focused on international research and international opportunities. So I'll take that into consideration when I'm like trying to, you know, go on with my career, going international, yeah, like, yeah, international like, company. And don't be afraid of applying to uh, job positions that say marketing. I mean, even wow, if you say for the marketing oh, yeah. team, even if they say like we need the marketers, you just don't be afraid and, and you can go ahead. Like, yeah, you, you have to. You never know. It. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. I feel like there is this when we've I've applied to certain jobs and uh, I feel like when you see that it's 
marketing, uh, bachelor in marketing, you're like, oh, well, I'm not a marketing uh, uh, graduate, so I can't apply that there. Uh, so uh, there's this bias, there's this fear. But maybe, like you say, uh, you never know. You never know what's going to happen and you might end up no, in that really. position. And, even and I mean, and, and you're not going to know if you don't try. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the exactly. problem. Like, you have no idea what can happen if you, like, at least don't try. But, but yeah, like, really... I do think that companies, uh, international companies appreciate the international business background. And if you know how to sell it, if you know like how to apply what you have learned in the interview on how you can help them and add value to their marketing team, they're definitely going to value um, that you also come with a more business minded, like, uh, you know, uh, way of thinking yeah. because a lot of uh, marketers don't have like very strong this Excel and like being analytical and more like uh, business oriented, uh, like, you know, mindset. But mm -hmm. that's also very like it's, it's it's key in marketing, but it's something that most marketers don't have. And we we have it. So that's yeah. another like very great point for us. Great point. Yeah, totally. Uh, I wanted to move on to the next question that states, well, I love cultures. And in the previous podcast, I always mention how I love cultures. I worked. Uh, abroad and I had the experience of working with a multicultural team. I am working with a multicultural team right now and I wanted to ask you, I mean, of course you're in France. I feel like this is a self-answering question, but what, um, how has it been with, for you working with a multicultural team over there in France? Yeah, so right now my office is actually completely <laughs> international. Like I'm Mexican. There's also one from the United States. There's one person from Greece. There's one person from Israel, Singapore. Mm -hmm. We have one person from Brazil. We have uh, per people from uh, e Italy, and we're only 18 in like my like in the creative studio. So within the 18 people that wow. were there, it's like 10 nationalities. Um, That's awesome. So it's it's very very interesting. Um, I think um, and this, the creative studio within the the group is actually new. It, it's like one year and a half, two years old. So mm -hmm. it was just like putting together people from a lot of different countries and just like trying to figure something out. And <laughs> it, it you get to see like how different people work. But I think it, it's important how you can like adapt and learn about how people work. Like for me, it was like since I, I studied here, like the master, I was one year at school here in France. And I also got to see like the difference between working with different like people from different countries. For example, French people, um, they tend to like everything they say, they tend to like give a lot of context and arguments and stuff, but it's very hard for them to go to straight to the point. And I think that's something that somehow we have in common in Mexico. Like we always like to talk and talk and yeah. we make a lot of things like improvised and without like a lot of background. But for example, the the person that's from the United States working with us and the the girl from Singapore, they are all like extra organized and on time. And they need to have everything prepared and they do lists for everything. While us, it's more like how things are, you know, how they come and how they go and yeah, whatever. Exactly. But, <laughs> but I think that there's, there's for me, it's been super interesting because I've been learning a lot and even changing my habits uh, for, you mm, know, for good. Wow. And, you know, also sharing like how we work, Mexicans work with, with, uh, with international people so we can all like find the best strategy. But it's, yeah, it's very, very interesting. 
Wow. I don't know if you remember, there's a couple courses in our program. There are like negotiation techniques and all those things that you study cultures and all that. And right now when you said that, oh, the French do this, the uh, Germans do this, the French, whatever, the Italians do this, blah, 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 blah. I remember studying that in the class and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm never, why would I need to learn that the French are so like strict to the point and that the United States people, uh, the Americans uh, are very organized and all that. I'm like, why would I even like need to know that? And now that you yeah. said it, that it came from you. I didn't ask you to say this. It naturally came. It's your background. And now I'm like, okay, so this actually does happen in the real world. Maybe I, I need to start yeah, paying no, more attention to that. it happens. And I mean, it, it gets more complicated because then you have us, like an international team, trying to, you know, negotiate with like a French company or another day we may want to uh, negotiate with an American company. So it's different the way we need to prepare and like explain our projects and the things we want from them and to see if we first need like, you know, like, um, chit-chatting a little bit and you know saying like hey how are you while people from Singapore are just straight to the point and hate losing time so they're just like okay let's just do this and this and this you know so it depends uh, I mean it's it's also like personal depends on the person but you can after you know some time you can really start seeing trends <laughs> from, yeah. each com from each from uh, each like um, nationality so it's it's interesting how you like start learning how to um handle the meetings with different people from yeah. different countries yeah it's very interesting i wish uh i i feel like there's there's probably going to be a major focus on cultures and all that because it's a lot of interesting things uh to analyze in a culture and i love it i like i said i love cultures and i loved hearing all the uh your experience with that i i love it i just love yeah, it and no, before we move on yeah no I just, to, i just wanted to comment on, on the culture yeah. thing because i think it's very interesting Um, so, for example, us, we get to do uh, advertising campaigns and, like, films for campaigns and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we, we need to have different versions for Middle East. The other day we were on a set, we were filming a, a film for a campaign, and our creative director had to tell, like, the directors of the film, like, no, wait, like, we're not finished yet. We need to do this extra version because we need to do, to deliver content for, you know, Middle East. Wow. So it was, like, a scene where the girl was, like, in a, in a like, a swimsuit So the scene, they had to repeat it all again, but the swimsuit, she had to have like a robe all the time. Right. And the other girl had to have like the knees covered. Um, but these are the things that you really need to be aware of. If you're like, totally. because imagining if like no one would have said anything that day and the mm -hmm. next day, the Middle East team tells us like, hey, sorry, we cannot use this. You know, yeah. like, I'm sorry, like this, this material needs to go back. And that at the end of the day costs a lot of money to companies. So that imagine like as, as a creative director needs to know this and we as international business students know this. So it's, we, we really offer, I think we offer like a lot of value in international companies in general, like in all the departments. Yeah. That's a great example of how, like, I feel like, yeah, like a lot of people might see the studying cultures part, like, why would I need to know that? But you just gave an example of how like there can be risks and problems if you don't really understand a culture and What a, yeah, what a great example. I loved Definitely. it. We had a film uh, that we sent to Middle East and they like uh, rejected it because at some point, at some scene, there was like this uh, reference to like a God from their re religion. So they were like, no. And it was like, like I don't know, like 0.5 seconds 
like the, this mm-hmm. uh, background shown, but they were like, no, this makes reference to uh, religion in our in our countries. We cannot show it, so it went back again. So yeah, it's small details that I think we need to be aware of as international yeah. student, and this is how we can also give value to companies in totally. different in marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. But before we move on to the last question, because we are, you know, coming to an end in the podcast for our listeners, uh, I wish we could, you know, spend the day talking, but we don't have the time and we're in yeah. different time zones. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to move on to this new thing we're going to be doing in the podcast, which is the speed round, the speed questions round. I'm going to ask you around five questions and it's going to be a simple question, this or that. Uh, and I want you to try to answer it as fast as you can. And if you want to elaborate on it a little, go ahead. For instance, I'll start with the first one. I feel like so we already discussed that I'm one. really bad at this. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, we'll see But what okay, happens. I'm ready, I'm ready. Uh, I'll, I'll elaborate on the first one so you you know what, what to, how, how it will work. So the first question is, and I feel like we already established this, but do you tend to follow your heart or your head? For me, and for my particular case, I tend to follow my head. Whereas like my, I feel like my heart is like always like knocking on the door, like, Hey, please let me in. I mean, follow me, follow me. And my head's like, no, 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 I'm not going to hear you. I'm not going to listen to you. You should be logical. You should be re- reasonable, uh, rational and, uh, focus on me, your head. So what about you, Sabina? Do you follow your heart or your head? I think most of the time I follow my head, but the times that I follow my heart, it's been very re- rewarding. So yeah. I'm trying to yeah. listen to it more. Definitely. Totally agree. So next one and polar opposite from the last one, which is better, violins or pianos? Piano. Piano, right? I feel like piano too. I mean, I play the piano, so I feel like I'm biased to say <laughs> piano, but yeah, I don't know. There's I, something about the piano I, that I love. I play the piano too. And for me, the piano just like, it's the base of a melody. Like whenever someone wants to write a song, it all starts in piano. So Right. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. And I, feel, I feel like when I'm like, I'm not bored, but I'm like, when I feel inspired, when I'm like feeling creative or whatever, uh, I go to the piano and I write something, make something up. And I usually stay hours there and I love it. So next one, how tech savvy are you? I consider myself very tech savvy. I, I feel like uh, a lot of people, a lot of ways, like I'm <laughs> Look, this is how tech savvy I am. I know the basics of everything. I'm not like super genius, but like if I fix the Wi-Fi right now, like let's suppose I'm in my house and my parents are like, can you come uh, turn on this TV thing for me? And I just go, I turn it on and they feel like I'm this super genius. Yeah. And they're going to ask me like <laughs> fix the router and then install this new hardware and all that. I'm, I'm not that tech savvy, but I'm just like regular, right? You know? <laughs> I'm zero tech savvy. I'm the one asking my dad to come and turn on the TV for me. Like, really. And my dad is just like obsessed with technology and gadgets. Like he made the house intelligent. You can like like wink to times and everything turns on and the jacuzzi starts boiling. Like oh guys, you have no idea. You have no idea. Like there are so many controls for everything in the house that I really don't know how to t- turn on the TV. Like I need a process, like I need a manual. So I couldn't. I couldn't live in an house. I know that if I my, couldn't. Dad, if you listen to this podcast at some point in your life, please just print me a manual. I'm so tired of not being able to put like Netflix. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm zero tech savvy. I hate technology. It's so intelligent. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know I, the I, basics. Totally. I love social I media, but when I have to do something like technological related, I just get so frustrated 
Wow. I feel like I am tech savvy, but I, I couldn't live in an intelligent house. I feel like everything would just go crazy. Like the blinds would just go on and off. The doors would start opening and closing. The lights would go crazy. People yeah, would be like, what is going on in that house? Know? Monster house. No, I mean, it would be crazy. <laughs> All right. Next one. Coffee or tea? Tea. Always. Tea. Really? Yeah. Wow. I feel like a lot of people are, uh, say coffee, but you know, I, I, I mean, I, you know, in this case, For me, none. Because I, if I drink coffee, uh, I go crazy. I like my heart okay. goes that. And for those of you that understand this reference, like in the TikTok, my heart goes pizza pata pizza pata. I don't know if you've heard that. Really. <laughs> yes. But yeah, It's my heart TikTok. goes crazy. <laughs> um, and tea, I don't like. I mean, I like tea. I like both, but I don't really drink them a lot. So I'm gonna yeah. have to say none. Uh, yeah, no, for me, coffee, I really don't like coffee, like, at all. And I tried, you know, I try to be this grown-up person that drinks coffee in the mornings. I can't. And um, I, I guess I'm just going to go with the basic, I love matcha type mm, of okay. personality. <laughs> I mean, I do. Okay. I love matcha. But, um, yeah, I'm going to stick with tea. <laughs> yeah, I love matcha too, but in a different presentation, like in a frappe, in a smoothie with a lot of sugar. Uh, basically, yeah. the farthest thing away from tea, but uh, still uh, matcha. <laughs> I love it. And the last one, what, uh, what is your favorite type of food? And if you say French, I will be really glad you said that because French food, I mean, it's great. The crepe and all that. <laughs> no, it's definitely not French. Like after you eat crepes and baguettes like for, for four days in a row you're done like there's nothing else <laughs> besides that so definitely not French um I I guess I would have to be like like my heart goes with Mexican forever but when I'm okay. in Mexico I love sushi okay because, yeah, because totally. the Mexican food I have it like in my house but here I like yeah I really miss Mexican food <laughs> that's acceptable yeah I I I think For me, it's Italian, all the pastas and all that. I, I love it. I, I, I love Italian food. Italian I could eat pasta every great. single day. But it's a lot of carbs. I know, but like when you're eating it, you don't think about it. You're just happy and you're like, oh, I love pasta. And then, in, at the, then you know, I'll worry about that tomorrow. Right yeah, now I'm eating Maybe my that's why I uh, did sushi, my my favorite food, because sushi, it's, it's good. Like, yes. you know, it's a well-balanced <laughs> type of food that you can have well every day. <laughs> so well yeah that was the speed rounds question i i feel like uh we had a lot of fun in that particular segment uh it was fun it's really out of the ordinary uh random questions that i feel like get yeah. you you know thinking quickly and no i really you know, liked it and i think that um i also like got to meet you better so that's that's yeah great. That's great. Um, so we have reached the end of the podcast and I wanted to end with one particular question or more, not, not a question, but just like maybe a recommendation from your part. Uh, we're all studying in uh, global business right now and we can get, uh, we can have like, a lot of work, homework or, you know, uh, from work, work. Uh, I feel like if we could end the podcast with something, what would be a personal recommendation from you to all of our listeners that are currently, currently enrolled in the in the global business major and how to get uh, going with all the hard work that college can bring or, you know, something. What, what tip could you give us? Yeah. So um, one tip is, and that I, I think we've all kind of learned for the past year is that everything changes and that you really never know when an opportunity is going to come and when something that you had for granted is going to go. So don't stress 
a lot about like anything, everything at the end works out. If you really work for it and if you really want it, um, at the end, everything's going to turn out fine. And if you're like right now doubting or if you feel like, okay, I, I just studied international business and I need to do something uh, like logistics or imports or exports, you don't have to do that. Like it's great. It's very interesting. I love it. But feel free to explore different things. It's completely possible. I mean, you have the skills. And I think with the new uh, version of the of the program, like the Tech 21 thing, it's going to be even easier for you to explore different things and to try to uh, find like your passion within within the like the program. So don't attach to anything. Don't be stressed about anything. And just be open to opportunities. Don't be afraid to say yes to like different things like When I moved to France, I moved alone. Like no one from my, my career moved. I was completely alone. And that happened to me as well. And when I moved to Monterrey, I moved alone. So I think there's just like for you to take that step that you've been wanting to take, do it. Yeah. It's going to be completely fine. If you And if you regret it, you're going to be able to go back the next day. So nothing is permanent. Exactly. I feel like uh, I wanted to... To compliment on something and I there, there's this saying that I love a lot I particularly love that says that if you want to go somewhere go and if you're afraid to go alone don't worry you'll meet people along the way so that's Absolutely something that um, I can totally relate to this tip you were, I mean I have me. no friends but yeah it's so good <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding guys I, I don't have friends I know you're kidding I know you're kidding but no but I feel, maybe I was like, oh God, like no <laughs> No, you you are gonna have friends the first day because there's always a lot of people that just go the same way that you did. Yeah, and people. Totally. Yeah, so <laughs> you're yeah. gonna make friends. Don't worry. You're gonna make friends, listener. <laughs> you're gonna make friends. Don't worry. You're not gonna be alone. And if you're alone, call me. Call call us. We're we're gonna go. We're, we'll we'll yeah. go there. <laughs> you're always welcome in Paris. You have already <laughs> a friend in Paris. Yeah, I want to go to Paris. Oh, I saw Emily in Paris, and I was like, oh, I wish I was. Emily, I want to go to Paris and I want to, Yeah. You know. <laughs> Now it's, I, I want to have like a Netflix show, Sabrina in Paris. Sabrina in Paris. That is yes. the chilling, the Parisian adventures <laughs> of Sabrina. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, Sabrina, I have no further questions. And for my part, I would like to thank you personally for your time and sharing your experience with me, with uh, all of our listeners from, and for all of our listeners that are listening all the way to the end. Uh, hopefully we connected you to some global business knowledge today. Uh, this was Alex Dillon and Sabrina Morfin. Have a great day and we'll see you next time on Let's Get Global. Thank you.